Hello, Internet peeps. Welcome to another edition of Big Trouble and Little Podcast, episode 125. I'm Joe Dubs. The name's Snake. And I'm Randall Savage. Yeah! And yes, uh, I... Zach and Andy have gone, and I have Snake Pliskin with me, and Macho Man Randy Savage. Uh, so, it's an honor. <laughs> but but uh, I heard that... Joe Dub, professional wet blanket. <laughs> I, I don't have any costumes. I, I actually looked through my stuff just to see if I can put like a, hand, a, like a, a bandana across my head or something. I don't even have that, so. Oh, you could have stopped. Okay. You could have stopped at any drugstore and had a, a, a shitty costume for ten bucks. True. <laughs> you can be the Sean Mooney of this broadcast. It's all right. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I won't be that fucking shitty comedian. Fuck that dude. Rob Bartlett is a joke. He's <laughs> not even funny. <laughs> All right, before, uh, what we're going to be doing today is we're going to be doing final rankings of the trick or treat um, movies that we watched uh, before we get into James Bond for next month. Um, but before we get into that, Snake slash Andy, <laughs> what were you playing, doing, or watching for the week? I still haven't been playing games. I've still been taking a break. I figure for the rest of October, I'm just going to ride it out with movies. Um, I watched The Lodger, which is a very early Hitchcock movie. It was pretty good. Uh, it has a real surprising ending, of course. It's a Hitchcock movie. But I don't know if the rest of the movie is worth it or not. Like, if, you, if you're a big Hitchcock fan or a big silent horror fan, watch it. But otherwise, it's just okay. Um, I watched two Korean horror movies. Uh, one, one, one night, one the next. The second one I watched was The Host. It's directed by uh, Bong Joon-ho, the guy who directed Parasite, and it's a monster movie, so I guess that guy's all over the place as far as like movies he's directed. It's uh, it's really cool. It's about a guy, his daughter is stolen by this giant fucking river monster, and he and his family are trying to like hunt it down, but the government's trying to hunt them down because they, they, the government thinks the thing gave them some weird virus. It's a, it's a real fun movie, and it's available on like everything to stream, so it's worth watching. I also watched The Wailing, which I fucking love. The movie is so spooky and so cool. It's another Korean movie. It's uh, It takes place in like up up in the, the country of South Korea, so it's like in a, a smaller village, hamlet, whatever you call it, and it's about a cop, and um, there's a bunch of people keep getting this weird disease. They think it's a disease, but it's really more like, like as the movie goes on, it's really more like a possession, and these people like lose their minds and like murder their whole families and stuff like that, and he's investigating that, and then of course it starts affecting his family, his daughter, and everyone thinks it's because this Japanese guy moved to town, because the movie is partially also about xenophobia, because the Koreans and Japanese don't like each other, and uh, that's, that's all I'll say. That movie is so great. I love that movie to death. Is that all? That that, that all the That's movies? Just those, just those three horror movies. Sweet. So now we're gonna move on to Macho Zach Savage. What do you mean? Zach's not here, brother. All right, we're going he's to. Taking a, he's taking a sabbatical. I, I decided to fill in for him as a favor. You know what I'm saying? All right, Macho man. Uh, so what was Zach watching, playing, or doing since you, uh, you know, are keeping in touch with him? 
Well, he told me he wasn't playing that many video games lately. He's been doing a little bit more of the uh, the cinema. You know what I'm saying? He's been watching. Uh, what what do you what do you write here? Uh, Session nine, which is a movie about a construction company where some guys clear out asbestos from like old buildings. You know that stuff that gives you cancer. They used to make all the buildings with it. And uh, anyway. Uh, they're doing it to a lunatic asylum or something. I've never seen the inside of one of those places. I couldn't tell you anything about it, you know, but uh, <laughs> anyhow, it seems like this uh, asylum might be uh, haunted. There might be spirits, things from another plane of existence going on in there. And it's messing with their heads. You know, sometimes you get in your own head. Sometimes you need to get out at the same time. And they're all turning on each other. The tensions are rising. They're building, man. And it it all goes ape. What else can I say? Uh, he also saw a poltergeist. Mm. Never seen poltergeist before. Really enjoyed it. Very good film. I had no. He had no idea. Toby Hooper directed it. The guy that did the uh, the the chainsaw movie. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I watched it for the first time last Halloween. I remember thinking like, oh, this movie's been ruined. I already know the whole plot. There's like an episode of Family Guy and a bunch of other stuff. No, it's still good. It's still fun to watch that one. I watched this one back in the day. It was a little bit before I joined the World Wrestling Federation. Pretty solid film. A bit out there. But yeah. And uh, he also watched a uh, As Above, So Below. I don't know what that was about. Some kind of French catacomb sewer system thing. Uh, they went down in the caves and they got crazy and lost. And it was it was madness, you could that, say. That was like a 2017 film, right? It was like recent, correct? Uh, yeah, 2014. Yeah. Oh, shit, I'm way off. <laughs> you were playing, you know, horseshoes and hand grenades, as they say. <laughs> but uh that's about it all right thank you macho man for uh filling in for zach telling uh what movies he's been watching and playing and doing uh me i played a lot of multiplayer this time um i played with the sweet d he's a streamer on on twitch you always say that and i always think about d reynolds from it's always sunny in philadelphia <laughs> every uh, time i've probably <laughs> said that before you played with Sweet D? You made me think about a rumor about Pat Patterson, man. I don't want to think about that. That he had a Sweet D? Yeah. He was chasing somebody with some Sweet D. I don't, I don't know any details, though. <laughs> uh, wow, I just lost my train of thought. I played Rogue One, uh, Rogue, One uh, Rogue Company, uh, which is a third-person shooter. Um, has Dr. Disrespect as one of the characters in the game. Um, and he also created one of the maps in the game. He has his own map as well. So it, it's fun. It's free to play on Epic Games. So if you want to download that Chinese software, I don't really care. It's free. So <laughs> all, all yeah, my let Tencent have all my information. I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I played that. We uh, we had some fun on that. And then I played uh, more NHL 21. I finally got Wayne Gretzky as one of my players on my uh team so <laughs> and uh i watched friday friday the 13th the first one um oh yeah 
so I have to say, what these iconic characters like Jason and Freddy, both of their first films were amazing. After that, everything else was shit. There you go. He's got he's even got the Jason oh, mask. <laughs> it's the it's the shitty gold one from uh, uh, Freddy versus Jason though. <laughs> Macho man, you got any? Uh, Got any uh, stories about the goon? Oh, the goon? What, what do you want to know about the goon? Eh, there's not much to know, man. He was uh, kind of a loser. Thank One you. might say a job guy. <laughs> Thank you, Macho. Something else I watched is all of the uh, Red Letter Media stuff about Friday the 13th, because uh, Jay and Josh have been discussing all of the sequels to Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. You guys watch those? Yeah, I just I just like the idea that uh, spoiler alert, everybody, Jason is not the main iconic killer in that movie in the first one. It's the mother because you know uh, her motive of killing the teenagers at the camp was you know everybody's having sex while her son is like drowning in the lake, and she got pissed off and crazy and just started killing people. And I love that idea. That it should be only one movie, but they made it a fucking franchise. So, I mean, the Jason mythos grows with each movie. He doesn't even have a hockey mask in the second movie. Mm-hmm. So, like with each movie, they kind of add something to what they're doing. Like later, he's like some weird demon slug or something. Thank God they undid that. <laughs> well, my friend uh, Dan said that uh, when Jason goes to hell, like they make a joke. Uh, that, you know, wh- why is this camp still open when, you know, everybody's fucking dying and shit? So they start putting, like, FBI agents and they light them up to send mm-hmm. them to hell. <laughs> so I thought, yeah, I thought, Jason Goes to Hell was an awful movie, but the first, like, ten minutes does pretty much kick ass. Yeah. Um, What else did I see? I watched uh, Leprechaun Goes to the Hood. And that was funny because I wanted to see more of that. You skipped right down the line. That was like the fourth or fifth one, isn't it? Yeah. I just wanted to see that just to see how it is. It's a good movie. Uh, I think all of them uh, are probably great. Uh, and that's it. Uh, because I'm going to be watching more horror movies this week. So be prepared. All right, guys. I think it's time to get in our final ranking of trick-or-treat movies. So... I'm going to go first with mine. Let me bring it up here. I'm going to start from eight all the way to one. So I have at number eight, I have Manos Hands of Fate. Number seven, I have Leprechaun. Number six, I have Jason X. Number five, I have The Fog. Number four, I have Wicker Man. Number three, I have It Follows. Number two, I have Event Horizon. And at number one, I have Phantasm. It's a shocker getting Phantasm in there at number one. Mm-hmm. Um, Macho Man, what did Zach choose for his lineup? <clears throat> well, let's see. He wrote down uh, uh, number eight, Manos, Hands of Fate. Uh, number seven, Jason X. Number six, Leprechaun. 
Number five, It Follows. Number four, Phantasm. Number three, The Wicker Man. Uh, number two, Event Horizon. And number one, The Fog. Oh, I saw that one in the theaters, too, back in the day. Thank you, Macho Man. Uh, Snake Andy, what is your uh, your pick? Uh, number eight's going to be easy because I also have Manos, the Hands of Fate, or Hands mm-hmm. of Fate, whatever. Uh, number seven, Leprechaun. Number six, Jason X. Uh, number five and number four I really struggled with, but five ended up Wicker Man. Number four is Phantasm. Number three and number two I also struggled with, but I decided on It Follows at three, The Fog at two, and Event Horizon at number one. All right. So as we could tell, me and Andy have the similar similar eight, seven, and six. Um, and Zach has a similar eight, and just his is a little mixed up. He has Jason X at number seven. And Leprechaun at number yeah, He's six. just a little mixed up. It's okay. He's just a little bit mixed up, man. It's all right. We all get that way a little bit sometimes. <laughs> um, I think I'm going to, like, right off the bat, I'm going to put my case for Phantasm as number one. Uh, I chose Phantasm number one because, one, I like this, the story a little bit. Even though the story's weird, uh fucking these aliens are here right whatever monster devil kind of thing uh building these slaves and having this tall man chase this kid around i love the idea of the kid uh having a nightmare about grieving death uh with his whole family pretty much dying spoiler alert uh i think the uh the spookiness was good. I like that the jump scares weren't overdone. The soundtrack was fucking phenomenal in that mo- movie. We didn't talk about that uh, last time we uh, talked about it. Um, but I don't know. I just ha- I had a fun time watching that. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing in a horror movie. <laughs> watching a fun horror movie. But that's why I chose Phantasm. I know I'm not going to get that as my number one, but that's my case for now. Um, So right off the bat, we're going to say Manus, Hands of Fate, pretty much number eight, correct? Yeah, for sure. But uh, let's, I mean, you're already talking about Phantasm. Let's talk about that. Uh, I, I can't deny that movie's a lot of fun. It's fun to watch. But it's not what I would consider a good movie. Mm-hmm. And I know that good is subjective and blah, blah, blah. But it's just like Phantasm is fun kind of in spite of how inept part of the storytelling and, and the, the filming is. Whereas you got movies like The Fog, It Follows, Event Horizon, Wicker Man. They're actually like really well-made movies by like a well-realized vision from like good directors filmmakers writers i just uh i can't i can't see phantasm being all that high okay um where'd you bring that go manos hands of fate why did we all pick it at number eight because it's the worst one by a lot yes it's simply not that good no i uh People, I guess, like go to screenings of like midnight screening. Oh, man, those hands of fate. Go down to your local theater and, and, and see it. Oh, it's a cult, cult classic. No, no, I ain't doing that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I I put it at number eight because obviously it's a bad movie. I don't like Torgo. That's was that his name, Torgo? That's right, yeah. Torgo. 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 I like a strut, but that's all. Yeah. Um, song. He even had his own entrance theme, man. What's up? Yeah, that's where it's at. He was nothing but enhancement talent. <laughs> Uh, I, I just didn't like it. It was sometimes boring, sometimes frustrating. Um, and the sound was like really, really, uh, terrible to hear in that movie. Um, so that's why I guess we all chose it eight because it's shit. Yep. Not much to talk about there, but let's talk about Jason X versus Leprechaun. Cause they're, they're all, that's all the, the tricks. No one's surprised. They're at the bottom of everyone's list. That makes perfect sense. Um, Honestly, Leprechaun was a lot of fun. I would hear an argument about why it's better than Jason X because Jason X is like a huge steaming pile of worthless trash. But I just love Jason X, and that's just a personal thing. I like I like shit in space. Like I put Event Horizon at number one. There you go. I like space shit. It's just Jason X is so aware of what it is, and it's just I, it's so funny. It's so fucking funny. Every time Jason does anything, I've got a smile on my face. But again, I'll hear I'll hear the argument for Leprechaun. I I mean, me and you are, you know, tied with six. The reason why I chose Jason X over Leprechaun, Leprechaun was funny, but I really liked that Jason X was trying to be serious, but it was being comedic at the same time. That's that's part of what helps I think a movie be entertaining is when they tried but failed. Hmm. Because if you try to make a shitty movie, it never works. It's got to be like done like from the heart, and that's what makes a really good bad movie. You know, your Miami connection, your Deadly Prey, your The Room. It had to be on purpose, or it, it had to be by accident. They had to think they were doing something else, and then they got they got this. And I, I kind of feel like that's Jason X has got both going on because they knew they weren't going to make citizen kane but at the same time i think they like really they're like man this is gonna be so fucking scary and then it came out and it like wasn't scary at all all right macho man so you're gonna have to make a case for zach now because you're the odd man out in this because me and andy have jason x at six why is leprechaun better see that well um I don't know if it's even worth getting into the uh, minutia of why Leprechaun's necessarily better than Jason X, because they're both kind of on the same plane of existence there a little bit, you know? I agree. They're right alongside each other. They both know what they're doing, and they're both funny and take advantage of this the silly premise of it all. Serial murderer man in space. <laughs> Leprechaun killing people over the gold he wants. Thinks he's a million dollar man or something. But, uh, <laughs> I digress, though. Uh, I think it's just a case of different strokes for different folks, man. All right. You just like little people. This maybe Zach just likes little people. I don't know. Whatever floats his boat, brother. I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll just have to go with the 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 rule of average here. We both chose Jason X just for the sake of moving on to the meat because I want to discuss the other five movies. That's where it's at. Okay, so Leprechaun is going to be at number seven, and then Jason X is going to be at number six. All right, so we have... All have different... I think going forward, we have very little in common between the three of us. Zach and I both have Phantasm at four. 
and oh my god, that is like it. Oh no, uh, Dubs, you and I both have it follows at three, but I think other than that, we have very little similarities. It's hard because I'm only working with one eye and everything looks weird right now. <laughs> so I guess the fight right now is Zach has it follows at number five, and mm-hmm. then we have it at number three. Yeah. So again, I it follows. I was like really close to putting it number four. Um, mm. I think the first time I liked it follows. I liked it better than the second time. But the, the movie's got a lot of like the mystery to it is what makes it good. And I think Phantasm could be just as fun on repeat viewings. Uh, Wicker Man. I don't. I don't really know. I don't know how it would go on repeat viewings. I feel like I'll see it again one day. Macho Man, why do you? Uh, why does Zach have uh, it follows at number five? Well, overall, I think it was just a case of uh, him saying he uh, he liked it pretty well, but at the same time, he had some issues with the uh, mechanism of the plot, so to speak. How there something about how he didn't really he thought the idea of the thing following them, the way it was transmitted sexually was, he thought it was a bit silly. Fair point. Um, Still liked it though. Yeah. I think it's important to say that, that five and up, I I like all these movies. Like they're all winners from here on out. Honestly, the leprechaun and Jason X are winners, but they're just not good movies. (laughs) So, one phantasm is not going to be number one. That's just my wet dream right now, uh, because that's not going to be a case. You know, uh, you're about phantasms. You, uh, Dubs, you got the fog at number five, and that we let's we can rule that one right out because he's got it at one. I've got it at two. Okay. What else we got? It follows is on, and we both got it at three. Um, or phantasm, which you got at one. I have a four. Zach has a four. So it's gonna be it follows her phantasm. It seems like to me. I think number five for fair thing because I th- I think it follows is better than even though I have it follows at number three uh, compared to what you guys have. I'm willing to put phantasm at number. You want to put it at five? At five, yes. I think uh, I can say, because I've seen the Phantasm back in the day, that tall man guy kind of reminds me of the Undertaker a little bit. But uh, <laughs> He literally is an Undertaker. He literally is an Undertaker, man. It's kind of crazy. But uh, I think anybody could say, watching both of these movies, that It Follows is a more professionally made production. You know what sure. I'm saying? That's not always a mark of quality. I mean, no. Pearl Harbor was a professionally made movie. That movie's a huge steaming pile of crap. But so, but in this case, maybe that's that's what we'll go with. Okay, so Phantasm at number five. All right, so there's no- be a lot of pool going forward at least because we we thrashed your number one. Um, so I mean, it, it follows at four, right? I feel like I want it follows at three. Uh, I think I, 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 you want it follows at three. So four is wicker man. 
Wicker Man, I think, has to be number four because one, it's a thriller. It's not a horror movie. Right. I I, uh, I don't know how these are these being ranked just by our favorites or like the best horror movies or something like that. Like I'm more or less responsible for Wicker Man getting added. And I still like kind of regret it again because it's just not that scary, but it is a good movie. So, yeah, it, it's creepy. That's the only thing it has going is like imagine going to this, uh, you know, this island where you have one. Rel- you, I mean, you know about religions, but you, this religion is more like weird and what they do here is weird and just like all the creepiness that is happening in this movie where you know they're sacrificing bodies for growing fruit and shit is just is fucking crazy yeah, it's uh, but I, I i think wicker man should be number four because the next three i has to be the top three um and even yeah, though i mean that, that makes sense to me as long as zach's okay with it yeah, because the the reason why I have the fog at number five is a personal thing for me. I understand that it sexually it's, assaulted you. Did yeah, the fog come yeah. after you and touch you? The fog enveloped him, I believe, and he was just gobsmacked. He didn't know how to react, man. Yeah, I just I don't know. It didn't capture me, but it, like I love John Carpenter, so yeah. Can you tell we love John Carpenter, listeners and viewers? <laughs> <laughs> the name of the show, my costume. That cat's all right, man. One time we did cocaine together. <laughs> nice. Uh, so, Macho, I keep—I almost keep on mixing up uh, Zach and Macho Man. It's Zach's like Zach's not here, man. I already told you he's on a sabbatical. I know, but uh, are you okay with Wicker Man being number four? And do you have a like a response that something else should be number four? Um, eh, I don't think so. I think I'm okay with Wicker Man being there. I kind of, I agree with what you guys are saying because I saw Wicker Man back in 1973, you know, back when I was playing for the Cincinnati Reds. Um, it was a weird movie. It was a trip, man. But, uh, at the same time, it was advertised as a horror movie. It, it, there are, horrific elements but it wasn't that scary Mm -hmm. so what do you do i think we all agree that wicker man is going to be at number four so is that is that correct can i get a a yeah yeah. okay yeah correct (laughs) all right now we're at the top three um so it's between crop daddy Event Horizon, The Fog, and It Follows. It Follows is three. It's got to be. I mean, this is your chance to argue to bring The Fog down, but I just, I love The Fog. It's so, like, campy and cool and fun, and I love the soundtrack. I I take that back. I love the soundtrack to It Follows more, but you still. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, I, I have to say, since my number one is gone and my number two is Event Horizon, Event Horizon should be number one. Uh, the whole premise of that movie is creepy as fuck. Uh, the Paul W.S. Anderson did an actual good movie. That's surprising. That blows me away. That's a scary thing. <laughs> and I don't know. It's like it had that aliens feel to it. 
I'm just like being on a spaceship with this unknown demon thing that's Oh yeah, the art direction totally stole right from H.R. Geiger and Aliens whole like lived in future CRT bullshit vibe. Mm-hmm. So I, I I guess what I'm trying to say is Zach has the fog at number one. You have the fog at number two. And you know, the fog is not there for me, but Macho Man. Why should The Fog be number one? Because The Fog is a more complete film. Event Horizon obviously has uh, things missing in it. And uh, I don't know, man. Something about the plot. Something about the plot there just doesn't jive exactly. Well, what's missing with Event Horizon? Well, there was a few moments in it where it seemed like for some reason or another, the guys in the writing room or something, or there were things getting chopped up in editing and you lost the plot a little bit in a few, a few instances there. I mean, I don't know. I didn't see it. I'm just going off the notes here. But, uh, I like, I like the fog because I think in Zach's words, it doesn't overstay. It's welcome. It's short and it does exactly what it came to do. I believe he said something like that one time. Um, I, I don't know. I, I I felt like the fog had a stale story compared to Event Horizon. Like yeah, you said, it, you said it was personal. What was personal about your dislike of the fog? I just fucking hate pirates. <laughs> Not pirates, though, man. They look like pirates. Okay, no, ghost pirates. Ghost pirates. You're still not pirates. I don't know. I just, just having like. Maybe I'm just weird. Like, maybe I'm just, like, thinking, like, it should have just been the fog just killing people. Like, the actual fog, not these ghosts. What would it have done? Like, suffocated them or something? It's just, it's too cool to have these huge black figures with the shining eyes and, like, a fucking sword. Mm Mm-hmm. Then you hear that that sound, that whoosh, and then, oh, yeah, they're done. It's over. I mean, I'm making the wrong argument because I want Event Horizon to be number one, but still, I like the fog an awful lot. Yeah. So I, I, I guess we're all. Con- I think it's down to one and two, but I are we all conceding it follows for number three? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Okay. Because I think the battle is at the number one and number two spot. Because I don't want to put the fog at number one. I think there's still a battle to be there. Um, so I guess what I found lame about the story, um, and Leprechaun does it the same, which and Andy brought up is that like both, both Zach's movie had to deal with like gold being stolen. Yeah. Uh, and actually wanted their gold back and they were going to kill for it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, again, it sounds piratey to me a little bit. You know, you took their treasure. What? I mean, they are pirates, so of course it sounds piratey. Yeah. And, like, I don't know, it's just... It, it, it... They're not pirates, man. They were dudes from a leper colony. What to make a were... leper colony? What if they were ninjas? Would the movie be better? No. <laughs> I don't know. It just... What if they were aliens? What if they were, like, greys, you know, with the big head and the big eyes? What if Maybe. It was just Brit- what if it was just British guys and they weren't pirates? Yeah, what if, what if they had like the, the, the poofy shirt and stuff? Yeah. 
you know, like uh, Hunter Hearst Helmsley. <laughs> um, the I guess I would have liked it with aliens. I mean, I'm I'm a big fan of the thing, so that has somewhat of alien uh, stuff to it. I'm a big fan of it too. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's on screen. Yeah, I see it. Uh, I see it right there, man. I guess it comes, uh, Zach. I think you need. Oh no, damn it, Macho Man. Not here, man. <laughs> I, I Mom, think, Moody, get with it. <laughs> I think you need to uh, convince me more on why the fog should be at number one. Well, let's see here. I don't know. I think and he just liked it better. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's valid. Andy, so are you still sticking with Event Horizon at number one? Oh fuck yeah, I love Event Horizon. But again, I'm I'm biased toward like sci-fi. No, if you put sci-fi in your horror movie, I'm all in, man. I love the thing. I loved Annihilation. I loved Event Horizon. I loved Under the Skin. Sci-fi sci horror is one of my number one absolute favorite genres in film. Period. Okay. Um, Macho Man. I I hate to say it for Zach, but it looks like he's going to be outnumbered on the number one spot because I had we, me and Andy both have Event Horizon, so that means Fog is going to be taking the silver, um, and Event Horizon will take the number one spot. Belt, man politics me man just like Hogan used to always do <laughs> damn that's a deep cut right there uh, and then we have Event Horizon at the number uno I did not forget I am not pleased with the Hulkster never have been the pukester um, superpowers <laughs> the, mega the mega powers <laughs> What were you watching? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so, Andy, I have to bring this up because this is a special episode where we have Macho Man and you dressed up as Snake Plissken. Um, why did you pick those movies behind you? Um, well, mostly they're the horror movies that I own, period. <laughs> <laughs> but also, like, I own them because a lot of them are my favorites. So there are horror movies that I love more than a few of these. It's just, you know, for set dressing. Uh, but, you know, I've got The Thing, which is one of my absolute favorite horror movies of all time, and The Shining, which is one, The Shining and The Thing, depending on, like, what day of the week it is, that's my favorite horror movie. It's always one or the, one or the other. Mm -hmm. What was the and, deal with the guy in the bear outfit? Did you ever <laughs> decipher that? They're in love. They love each other. Was that a Pat Patterson thing again? <laughs> <laughs> I mean... The others, I mean, I got, I got fucking Halloween up here. You can't go without Halloween. Yeah. All the original, uh, the Universal yes. Horror box set, the whole thing, and I just got uh, all the Invisible Man movies on Blu-ray because the Invisible Man is my favorite Universal monster. The Invisible Man, Jim yeah. Cornette's most hated wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys have a favorite Universal monster? Um, Wolfman, Drac. Frankenstein's monster, fan of the opera, technically. I, I have to go with the classic Dracula, man. What's that, Drac? Dracula. Yeah, Bela Lugosi's Dracula is tiny. Yeah. 
I think I'm going to have to go with uh, Wolfman. So. Oh, yeah. Wolfman's really good. I've only ever seen the first Wolfman movie. I've never seen any of the sequels. I only saw the first one, so that's... I, I'm, I'm, I assume it's pretty good. Uh, the rest of them... Uh, Evil Dead, Shaun of the Dead, The Lighthouse. I just happen to own them. These are all my Criterion um, horror movies. But Night of the Living Dead, hell yeah. And then Quiet Anne, which is a Japanese Ugetsu, Japanese ghost story. So I gotta say, is Lighthouse considered a horror movie? Uh, I certainly consider it one. Is it not? I don't know. I think any any sane man would consider it to be. uh... Yeah, what what do you consider it to be? No, I'm just wondering if it's classified. I guess it it could be a children's movie. I believe he called it a romantic (laughs) comedy. (laughs) (laughs) You not think it's a horror movie? No, I, 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 I'm asking if it's classified. I mean, it's more, for me, it's more of a, I guess, a thriller, maybe? Mm. Nothing is scary about it besides, like, William Dafoe. But William Dafoe is scary in everything he does, even the ones that are not horror movies. Yeah, him as Green Goblin still gives me nightmares. <laughs> Sleep. I don't know, it's got a lot in common also with The Witch, another one of my favorite horror movies. And that one, again, like, I guess you could try to... Frame it as a thriller, but man, that's a horror movie too. They're both horror. They're both like, um, like a thriller can be like, I don't know what's going on. The characters are in danger, but I think horror is like, these characters are in danger. Like it's more certain in horror. And sometimes you even know what it is, a witch, a, a sea monster or, or this, this crazy man. What is, what? what I don't know. Uh, he's doing sea magic. What do you call that? Sea mage? Uh, something like that. But yeah, like slasher movies, it's clear these characters are in danger because the slashers, you know, Freddie or Jason or Michael is coming to get them. Mm-hmm. I guess a thriller is scary, but it's more like, you know, the Zodiac Killer is out there, but the characters aren't necessarily at risk right now. Mm-hmm. I guess my question to you guys is what. What is your favorite like generation of uh, horror movies? Like I'll go, I'll go first. Is the it's a split between the seventies and eighties, in my opinion. Obviously, what? Uh, you and Zach, well, uh, you and Macho Man uh, said something at the same time. Yeah, uh, the seventies. That's what I was most interested to hear. That the seventies. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed uh, Phantasm. Um, I mean, two of my two of two of the best horror movies of all time came out in the seventies: Alien and Halloween. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you've got me on your side, but those are both extremely late seventies. Other than that, like, are you a big uh, like uh, um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre fan? Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the Thirteenth. Nightmare on Elm Street was like eighty four. Yeah, but uh, yeah, oh, I'm, I'm I'm talking like. Because I said it's a split between seventy and eighties. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, so like I, I, I dig that stuff. Halloween was great. Uh there's also the uh, classic uh, Black Christmas nineteen seventy four. Hmm. Oh yeah. Think think about it. <laughs> I say eighties, but not necessarily because of slasher movies. There's a few slashers I really like. Uh Friday the thirteenth, four, one and two. Uh, Halloween one, two, and four. Um, 
I really like Nightmare on Elm Street 2, even though it's the gayest one. Like, it's got that whole gay subtext thing. Uh, but really, I like the 80s for more stuff like The Thing and The Fog and stuff like that. And then also, um, honestly, for most of my life, I didn't care for horror. But there's been a lot of horror movies that have come out in the last 10 years or so that have really started making me think, oh, man, maybe I do like horror. I think It Follows just barely misses 10 years ago, Mark. But also it, there's um, uh, Annihilation, Ex Machina, uh, Lighthouse, The Witch, that kind of stuff. Um, the Wailing, for God's sake. I'll never shut up about how good The Wailing is. I loved that movie. <laughs> probably, you're probably going to make fun of me again. But you're talking Ex Machina, the the robot movie. Yeah, that's a horror film. Yeah, somewhat. I guess, yeah, a little bit. Mm. Macho Man. What's your favorite generation of movies? Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with the '80s, man. When I was riding high and things were good. Things were good for me. Things were good for my bank account. For the most part, things were good in the cinemas, brother. What were your three uh, top three movies in the 80s that you would pick right now? Just movies in general? Yeah, for horror. Well, oh, horror. Well, uh, obviously the thing, you know, mm-hmm. uh, cult classic. I believe it invented the definition um uh, what else we got here ooh, ooh. Is they live a horror movie it's an Is action what? right which one they live uh, yeah it's action, i guess yeah i wouldn't really count that one as a horror movie horrific elements but uh... it's got my good buddy roddy piper in it though <laughs> uh i think i'll go with the uh the fly you know that one where the guy turns into the fly that's a remake as is the thing yeah, well, there's nothing wrong with that. Are remakes? It's okay. Remakes were good back in my day. Oh, it's it's interesting to point out. And uh, da, 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 well, uh, I might have to go with uh, the the fog. Okay. These are just off the top of my head right now. Okay. Yeah, later later I'm gonna remember. Oh man, there's like a thousand other '80s horror movies that I love and I completely forgot exists. Of course, I like the old slashers. They're kind of fun, too, but uh, they just don't quite compare for me. You know what I'm saying? Yep, I know what you're saying, Macho Man. You better. And then third place runner-up, for me at least, is like the classic Silver Age of Universal Horror, of course. Mm-hmm. So, what do you like in horror movies? Do you prefer jump scares uh no. no okay no i gotta earn my fear i hate when a movie's just what ah, i got you bitch and uh, no that's that's dumb it's gotta it's gotta earn it with um uh setting mood it's gotta earn it with like build up and uh one of the most important things in a horror movie because you said what's your favorite thing about horror movies i don't want to know what's going on specifically i want there to be a mystery that's why I don't necessarily like slasher movies so much. It's like, oh, well, Jason's out there and he's going to chop him up with a machete. It is scary and interesting, but I prefer um, Under the Skin, The Wailing, stuff like that. Well, I can't, you guys haven't seen either of those. Um, I, I, I like I like being like, wait, what the fuck's going on? I think that's scarier. Okay. If I don't know. I, I don't want to be confused to the point of like dumbfoundedness, and I don't want it to be 
uh, goofy. Like I liked Phantasm, but it's like kind of a goofy. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah. Okay. Um, I guess with movies that House. House is a great example. There, you guys have seen that, so there you go. Yeah. I guess with me, I think what captures me in horror movies is like the atmosphere needs to be spooky. Um, I don't mind jump scares as long as they're like you said earned. Like I don't, I don't want the whole silent and then you start hearing the bass and then all of a sudden you like the 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 fucking sound is like really high and gain and shit and they just pop shit in your face stings you yeah i don't i don't like that i like the part where it's a spooky atmosphere and you think there's going to be a jump scare but it never happens but then it gets you later down the road yes uh, the best example of this, I talk to friends about this all the time. One of my favorite scenes in a movie, period, is The Thing does it, where they make you think they're going to scare you, but they don't. Because after they be, they become aware that there's something in the camp that they need to be worried about, so, someone someone in this camp ain't what they appear to be, is the famous quote. And he's writing in like his journal, like, no one's sleeping, everyone's scared of each other, blah, 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 blah. And McCready is like writing and the camera is framed in such that you can see that he's writing, but it's looking over his shoulder into the hallway and the hallway is lit, but he's got the light off in his room, except a lamp on his desk. So he can see when he's writing and it makes you think something's going to appear in the hallway to scare you. And it never does. And I think that's way scarier than like if a demon dog appeared in the hallway or some stupid shit, because you're like on edge that something's going to happen. And then when something doesn't happen, you don't get that release. Like if there's if there's a jump scare or something scary walks by, oh I'm scared. Oh that was fun. I was scared. But if nothing happens, where's the scare? Oh I'm I'm still on edge. All oh, the scares coming down the road, and they keep building and building and building and building, and then they earn something really scary. Because mm-hmm. a lot of movies rely on not only do they do a jump scare, but it'll like have a music sting, a real loud music sting, and sometimes it's only the music that's scaring you. It's not what's happening. Uh, there's there's a famous. Um, several famous examples of this. I wish I could remember who did it, but there's like a YouTube video about it where they take a bunch of big jump scares from recent, well, at the time, recent, uh, the, the early 2000s, 2000 to 2010, uh, scary movies from then and just take out the music sting and like none of them are scary. Mm-hmm. They're like, none of them are actually funny. So <laughs> that's lazy. That's awful filmmaking. That's part of why I was like, ah, horror's not for me. I fucking don't like horror. But now there's all these horror movies that are well fucking made. Like the shining and the thing coming out, and now I'm 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 into it, man. I'm back. Yeah. Um. So another thing I want to bring up, and it's it's a perfect example about the jump scares uh, that we're talking about. But it's uh, you're probably gonna laugh. But Paranormal Activity, those movies, like they're cheap movies to make, uh, and they do kind of write off of jump scares, but they do that formula where you're just like. You think a jump scare is going to happen and nothing happens, or maybe like a a slight move of the cup. It'd be like, ooh, you know, something's happening because of paranormal activity. But then, like, you're so comfortable. Like, I haven't seen a jump scare in about like what twenty minutes, and then all of a sudden, boom, you're hit with that jump scare, and you're just like, fuck you. Like, I I, I dig that, but again, that's just my guilty pleasure of par- paranormal activity movies. I I like them. I have to admit I haven't seen them, and a big part of it is because I know I'm just too much of a baby. Like I'm not, I'm not so proud that I won't admit um, 
I, I, I'm actually like kind of a huge pussy when it comes to watching horror movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Zach will tell you, like when we played PT, I was like standing in the next room because that game, that game is scaly. I was scared. <laughs> but uh, uh, there's a there's a website. Where's the jump? Uh, if I'm about to watch a horror movie that's supposed to be really scary, sometimes I'll check it out because it'll be like there's this many jump scares in the movie, and then if you click through, it'll tell you the timestamps the jump scares are at, <laughs> just in case. What? <laughs> that's a real thing. Where's the jump.com? I've been there multiple times. But wow. if it's if it's like there's a bunch of jumps, I'm like, eh, this movie's not for me. But if I look it up and it's like, eh, there's like four minor jumps, it's not a big deal. I go, I, I'll go ahead and go in blind. Like uh um the whaling has four minor jump scares in it. And I was like, four in two and a half hours. Okay, fine. And honestly, like that that movie, I, I don't even remember any jumps, but there are a couple parts where I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, uh, Macho Man. What about you? What's your favorite thing about horror movies in general? Do you like the jump scares? Do you like the spooky factor, or do you like a mixture of both? Um, yeah, I agree with what uh, Snake Plissken there was saying. You gotta earn your uh, jump scares. Uh, you don't want to do too many jump scares. It's just like when you do too many high spots, man. Nobody cares anymore after you do five <laughs> moon salts. It's pointless. You lost. You lost the plot, man. But uh, there's also uh, I'm real big on atmosphere, man. Establish a good atmosphere, and that's the key. Like the thing. Oh, and uh, the void. The void did a good job. Yeah, it was a pretty good uh, film there. The void. Yep. I really enjoyed that. I watched that on Netflix in uh, heaven. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I digress, though. Uh, yeah, uh, atmosphere is very key for me because it establishes a general mood. You get into the mood, you get into the zone. Not the danger zone, the zone for, for film. And you get embedded in that world. And what happens? Sorry, did I cut you? Were you? No, you go ahead. Okay. Uh, horror movies are so interesting and unique because a lot of the times, the reason we partake in, in media at all, really, I mean, video games or books or comics, you could say this too, but the reason you partake in a movie is escapism. Like a, a lot of the reason um, action movies are popular with men is because it appeals to the male power fantasy. Like, I want to be Rambo with an M60 machine gun and like shoot, oh my God, kill all these. Afghans or Vietnamese or whatever he's doing. And, you know, uh, women like romance movies because it appeals to they want to be romanced. They want Humphrey Bogart to to make their panties wet. They That's that's what they want. They want romance. So whenever you watch movies, you're supposed to be like placing your your it's it's either you're placing yourself there or it's just pure escapism. Like when I watch The Hangover, it's just because it's funny. I'm not watching it to enrich my life. I'm not watching it to learn any life lessons. The Hangover is just a funny movie. I'm watching it so I can laugh. And when you laugh, you get dopamine and endorphins in your brain and you're happy. Horror movies are like, why would you want to put yourself in that situation? Clearly, because these people are dying. They're in great peril and danger. And uh, there's something to be said, though, for the other half of it, which is when you get scared, it's it releases. I, there's science to this that I don't know. I, this is just a jumping off point for more conversation, I hope. But when you get scared, it releases endorphins, I believe. Like getting scared is like a pleasurable experience for human beings. Yeah. It's not like 
a fight or flight, I'm going to die for real kind of thing. Because if you're watching a movie, you know you're safe. I I don't know what it is, but I, as much as I hate cheap jump scares, but when I get a good jump scare, like whatever you just explained there with all the science, I don't give a fuck. But like, but I, I do feel like you get that adrenaline rush for a little bit because yeah, but why? Like why? Why do you want horror movies? I I don't know. Like when you get that good scare, it's like oh shit! Like I gotta fucking run, and then you're just like no bitch, you're just fucking sitting down watching a movie. There's no killer trying to get you. Um, but like you get so anxious on what's gonna happen next that. Again, the you know fight or flight kind of kicks in, and that's when your body is like, "Oh, I got to do something about it." But then it just like, it 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 goes off like within minutes with me. It seems like the most appealing part should be, "But you got scared. Oh, it's okay. I'm safe. That was fun." But I I don't know. I think what we're saying flies in the face of that. Like I like the tone and the atmosphere and the build up. That's when I'm having fun watching a horror movie. So mm-hmm. I don't know what is it. What's what's so good? I I mean, at at one part it's just this is a well made movie, and I'm just like a cinephile, and I got a bunch of hoity toity bullshit artsy fartsy movies. But when I'm wherever I'm watching The Shining, this is a Stanley Kubrick movie. He dealed with every little minutia, and he made a finally made movie, and that's kind of what you're enjoying. But also I'm scared because you know this, this kid's in danger. His father's gone crazy. He's gonna hack him up with an axe. Red so appealing. <laughs> I still like the part where Jack Nicholson is uh going up the stairs and he's like, Wendy, I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your fucking brains in. <laughs> and it's so and she's like, No <laughs> Like, I don't know. It's like what Stanley Kubrick did in that movie. And even like the stuff that he you don't even notice until like somebody brings it up. Like I watched this YouTube channel called Collaborative Learning or something where he analyzes movies. And he talked about how Stanley Kubrick moved items in the hotel because, Mm -hmm. you know, there's ghosts there. Uh, And like each scene you do see, you know, the chair moved from one area to the other like in a matter of a second because there's ghosts there uh and like the whole atmosphere of that hotel in the winter time was slowly showing the mental state of uh, uh of the family pretty much yeah. so um <laughs> macho man why do you keep on looking back because man you think i'm hearing things but my eyes don't lie you know what i'm saying I got to make sure everything around me is still where it's at. You're talking about items moving and things and things of that nature. I don't like it. Uh, I'm trying to think. Or do, or do I like it? I don't know, dude. Uh, you both like Hereditary and Midsummer, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, talk at me about what's appealing about watching those movies. <sighs> that's you you start to lose me a little bit when people are just shitting each other like I, I actually kind of liked hereditary i thought hereditary was a good movie i did not care for midsummer oh now you don't care for it i huh? changed your story a little bit it's a well-shot movie it's really pretty i really like the scene where the people are jumping off the cliff 
because it, it appeals to like I'm talking. I don't know what's going on. Like I like that, but I, as the movie goes on, it was just like oh, oh this all this bad stuff's happening to all these people. And I know that's a horror movie, but there's still something about it that didn't sit right with me. But like I said, Hereditary is a well-made movie. I liked it better. I just wish the end they hadn't done that thing where someone just explains what just happened off screen even. Like the head witch is like, oh, you've got the body of the, the demon from the seventh layer of hell now, and you're our queen, and blah blah blah. And it's it's like what? <laughs> you didn't like, like that. You didn't like that about Rosemary's Baby, huh? You didn't like that about Rosemary's Baby? No, I hate the ending of Rosemary's Baby. I fucking can't stand the ending of Rosemary's Baby. I love it. It gives I, me joy. I think I, you, uh, well, you, Zach, Zach Price and I watched it together, I think. That movie's really good until the last, like, five minutes when they're all like, Hail Satan! And I just, like, laughed. It's like, oh, this is dumb. I don't like this anymore. I thought it was pretty entertaining. Uh, I mean, that's fine. That's fine. I think, I think Andy, I think you have the same uh, idea of Mike from Red Letter Media because he had the same thing where he's like, Wow, the beginning of this movie was great, but then like near the end is it's like what the fuck is going on kind of thing with the uh, hereditary. Oh, really? I haven't. I, I need to go back and watch the Red Letter Media uh, half in the bags about Midsummer. Yeah. I just realized I earned that. I I need to reward myself. <laughs> yeah, because he brings up a point where like it's interesting to see like this family just fall apart because of the child, you know, getting the head batted off by the fucking pole. Uh, yeah. and just seeing the disintegration, but then like it takes that weird left turn where uh, <laughs> the family is a cult and you know they're wor- worships not even worship worshiping the devil, they're worshiping like one of the kings of hell, pretty much. Yeah. Well, hang on a minute, it's not slow, even slow your roll. The family is not in the cult, no, it's the grandmother, right? It was only their grandmother who died in the yeah. very beginning of the movie. She's the one that orchestrated these events with her cult, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but they were all in it based off a bloodline. I mean, they all had, they weren't directly in the cult, but they were still part of the cult because of that plan. Their fates were preordained by the cult. I was still confused. Like, was was the son accidentally killing the daughter part of their plan? Um, so yes yes because they they did they didn't want the girl because they need they needed a male body to for the king and the king wanted to be in a male body uh king so, yeah and so what they did is all that part where she i the only thing i don't understand is did they somehow create a way to have peanuts at that party so that he would rush her to the hospital and plant that deer on the road to get the head batted off. That's what I mean. Like that's, that's an awful lot of coincidence. Now maybe they're like witches and they like cast like a bad luck hex or something. And that's why all these things happened. Maybe I'm not sure. Yeah. If you go back and you check on that uh, telephone pole, there's a strange symbol on it. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, there is. Something to think about there. But maybe it's all like planned. Maybe I need to watch the party scene. Maybe there's a logo there of the I think the reason to chop up the nuts. (laughs) Maybe there's a member of the cult there at the party. There's no age limit on being in a cult. That's true. That's true, yeah. 
something to think about. Um, what is your? I guess another question for you guys: Do you guys like gore? Because like gore is part of horror, I guess. Like oh. I hate I hate gore. Like the only gore that I could go with, I guess, is Saw. I I knew uh, yeah. If we're gonna talk about gore, we gotta talk about the Saw movies again. Like the um the the your jump scare example um paranormal activity like i know that i should see paranormal paranormal activity i never have i've never seen the saw movies either mm. maybe one time you you and zach can see paranormal activity he likes those movies at least first three of them i i know another one of our friends likes it too but i i don't know i that's that, that doesn't appeal to me as much like gore can work in as as a compliment to everything else. I don't like it when gore is the main course. It's got to be one of the sides to my horror. So you don't like Dead or Dead Alive? I just called it Dead or Alive. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen Dead or Alive. Well, it's all about gore. It's insane. That, that said, though, I fucking loved uh, Return of the Living Dead. We watched mm. it last Halloween, and that movie's gory as all hell. So Very gory. Maybe I'm a There's- better- zombie movies by necessity are gory though so here's my difference between the category because when you think of gore again first thing that comes to mind is saw hostile like they they fantasize about the gore of it like torture and fucking like i'm gonna rip your skin and show the bone and everything but like that's called torture porn brother right yeah um with the holocaust with the with the zombies and stuff and other horror films like for example i watched also the remake of friday the 13th and there's a part where a guy gets trapped in like a bear trap uh and his like you see the skin and the bone and the blood and all that stuff but it's it's not overdone as like hostile so like to the point like you can't even have food while watching these movies because you might throw up there's a threshold on the gore. There's mm-hmm. different kinds of gore. There's a graph with different quadrants. For, it, for sure. You know yeah. I mean, there's, you can have a lot of gore in a movie that isn't even horror. Like, there's some really yeah. meticulous gore in, like, Blue Ruin, for instance. And that movie is, like, it's scary in parts, but it's far from being a horror movie. But there's parts of it that, that'll turn your stomach because of what a human being does to another human being. There's, It's like this. Realistic... And over the top, humorous, <laughs> humor, serious. We yeah, got, we got some action in the face our Facebook page, by the way, with some comments. Do you want me to read them? Ooh, action! Yeah, man, I'm all about the action, brother. All Bring right. It. So I got Lisa here, uh, who says, "Who is the cute guy with the nice beard and bad hair?" I think talking about you, Andy. Yeah, that's my <laughs> girlfriend. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> Macho Man's jealous. Uh, Man. Ad- Adam says, "What about the new Shining movie?" I'm guessing he's talking about the uh, Ewan McGregor movie. Yeah, Doctor Sleep. Honestly, I was disappointed we moved on so fast because I was going to recommend. If anyone hasn't seen Doctor Sleep, uh, like no one saw it because they were like, oh, "I don't want another movie about the Shining. They're going to screw it up." No, it's like completely different, but it still uses the Shining to tell the story. It's a great movie. Definitely see it. Yeah, I, I. I... I want to see it, but I'm also, like, hesitating because, one, like, you had this, like, group where they, I don't know, the weird Shining People group where I don't want, I don't really care about that. Uh, 
and then it also does the fan service of like a going back to the hotel. Yeah, I remember at first I was like, man, are they really going to do this? But it leads to a lot of really, really good moments. Um, man, I really want to spoil one part of it for you guys because it's one of the best scenes in the movie. Will Will you see it eventually? Or should I tell you something to try to convince you to see it? I'll see it. Okay, I'll, I'll keep it to myself then. But there's when he goes back to the hotel, obviously it's all run down and stuff. And so, some stuff happens. And one of the things that happens is like, oh, it's so cool. I love it. Did I say your girlfriend's name wrong? Yeah. How do we, how do I say it? I, I can't remember what she has it as on Facebook. I think it's just Lissa. Yeah, she just said not Lisa, Lissa. So Lissa. <laughs> she also put another comment in the Facebook. She said Midsummer and Hereditary are appealing because the outlandish horror of the movies mirrors uh, the real horror of complicated relationships. Wow, what a what a well thought out thing to say uh, she's the reason i watched those movies and I, again like i'm glad i saw them midsummer i'll probably never see again but hereditary I, I i dig a little bit yeah i like hereditary a little bit more uh just because of all the uh just the family and like out of the whole thing like the father was like the only sane person where he was trying to bring everybody together so bad for him the whole movie like he just wants everything to just stop and he just wants a normal family but that, i mean i guess that's kind of part of what makes the movie terrifying is all these terrible things happening to otherwise good people zach you're the or macho man you're the exception right you like midsummer more than hereditary i thought uh, maybe not i don't know i thought i heard it's, you say that i thought i heard zach say that at some point i think he did it could be it, that's like a depends on how he feels at the time of the day kind of thing sure no i get you very different movies though yeah that's like uh, like i said depending on the day of the week the thing or the shining hey uh the shining has a really good sequel how about that thing or, the, or that sequel to the thing huh huh you mean the prequel oh. <laughs> <laughs> that 2011 one yeah, it's the worst. <laughs> oh it's my terrible. god, that, that was a—that's uh, the drunkest I've ever been in a movie theater. Because <laughs> we we went to go see it, and I had a flask in my pocket, and you know, just you're in college—a flask in your pocket—that's just a thing that happens sometimes. And usually, when I see a movie, I'm not like going crazy drinking or anything. But as the movie was going on, I was like, oh, I'm so sick and tired of this. <laughs> they're ruining the thing i'm sick of it. it's just the, as it went on the more the more i caught into that flask and later uh i caught it on like usa or something obviously with all the gore and cussing cut out and tried to watch it again and it was even worse sober so man what a piece of shit nothing but garbage i gotta ask you a question and don't make fun of me because i don't follow besides watching his movies is john carpenter still alive yes he's still yes. alive brother I, so, I, mean, the other I, day. Saw, I saw him barely, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> so my question, if John Carpenter either made a sequel or a prequel, would you watch it? I mean, you got to preface it with he'll never do that. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, he did make a sequel to Escape from New York, though. So maybe he could be tempted. I don't know, but I, I mean, he he could shit in a box and I'd go to theaters and see it. Like, I fucking love John Carpenter. So I have to agree with that. If, John Carpenter, if you shit in the box and put it into a theater, I will watch it. Please score it as well, at least. <laughs> It'll be better than anything else coming out lately, I tell you that. 
I, I don't have anything else besides we already talked about our iconic horror uh, character. I favorite guess, horror movies. Go, go, Dubs. What's your favorite horror movies? Tell me. Uh, thing. Uh, I'm also like I'm also like you, The Shining, and then I want to say uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, okay. Uh, Macho Man. Oh, wow, yo, Thing. Uh, hey, you gotta say it, man. The Shining, yo, you know, and uh, I got, I'm pretty partial to Hereditary, honestly. All right, okay. Very interesting. Um, one more question, I guess. Uh, favorite slasher icon, I guess. Michael. Michael. Yeah, Michael Myers. <laughs> Macho Man. I almost fucked up the name again. But what your favorite iconic slasher? Oh, uh, probably Leatherface, brother. Mm. I'm gonna have to go with Freddy. <laughs> <laughs> that makes so, sense. I mean, you said Nightmare was one of your favorite horrors, so he, as much as like in the first one, he he didn't have a lot of like cheesy. He still had cheesy lines, but enough to be like, oh, I'm just this fear factor person in your your nightmares. Uh, but all the funny other funny shit that he does <laughs> in the sequels, uh, he's got the most character for yeah. sure. I mean, except maybe Chucky, but. Yeah, those are like comedy horror. So, mm-hmm. um, have you seen New Nightmare? Wes Craven's New Nightmare? No, but my friend Dan said you must watch it because it like redeems a lot of the nightmare. That, like beyond slasher movies, that movie is just a really good movie. I like that movie a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right, I I I think we should end it here because we did talk a lot. We did our ranking. By the way, I never we did the thing, but I never like repeated it. So if anybody wants to know our final ranking for trick or treat is net number eight, Manos hand of fate. Uh, number seven, leprechaun number six, Jason X number five, phantasm number four, wicker man. Number three, it follows number two, John Carpenter's the fog, not the new fog. Fuck that shit. Uh, and number one event horizon um doom the movie so we are moving back to bond for next month with roger moore morris or more 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 why do i keep on thinking like you want more bond (laughs) uh like that what's the first two films that we're going to be watching next week for roger moore uh, Live and Let Dies first, I think. That's right. I can't remember the second one. Hold on. I am looking. Use the internet. That Ro- thing. Roger Moore Bond movies. Use the Ask view, Jeeves. A View to Kill. View to a Kill. A, a View to a Kill. So Live and Let Die and A View to a Kill. Is going to be the next two. Wow, that's a lot of fucking Bond. That's almost four hours of Bond. Uh, so, yeah, so we're going to be going back to getting most of the chunk out of the way because Roger Moore has seven films. Back to Bond. Yeah. And uh, remember to watch those movies, then come back to us and we will discuss it. Uh, but there's a little bit of October left. Watch some more horror movies. You've got a few days left. Yes. I recommend The Wailing. Can't go wrong. 
I wonder if I could find that movie uh, on other services. It's on that uh, app to be. There you go. <laughs> to be or not to be. Nice. Um, so I guess this is where it ended because there's not a lot of news besides like new. Con- oh, yeah. Cyberpunk got delayed again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah of course. Big surprise. Yeah. December 10th. They they said even though we have gone gold, uh, we still need to polish a game, which I respect. And also. There's other games out. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. So a lot of people are crying on the internet and people are still doing the console wars, which is bullshit. Uh, so anyway, this is where we'll end it. Um, if you want to watch the Nemesis Project with me and Zach, uh, we will be doing this Thursday. We will be discussing the books of Resident Evil. Uh, so make sure you catch that. And then uh, we just did also getting some color last week where we did the first uh, week of February in 1993 with Raw and WCW Saturday night. That's Uh, right. I was there on commentary that night. Yes. (laughs) Rob Bartlett was there, too, unfortunately. Yeah, fuck that guy. Why didn't you, like, did the elbow drop on him instead of Repo Man? I wanted to, but Vince wouldn't let me. (laughs) Stop using that cheesy line. Tell tell Vince that uh, it sucks. Go back in time and tell him tell him that. Since we're in uh, I'll see what I can do. I gotta recharge my battery, man. <laughs> uh, and yeah, if you want to catch all our podcasts, like Big Trouble in Little Podcast, The Nemesis Project, Getting Some Color, Accelerated Gamer, which I still need to do. Uh, which. Hold on, I can't really say that because the episode's not out. So stay tuned. Tease it. You lost, yeah. baby. You gotta sing. Yeah, I I gotta sing something. So uh this weekend I'm gonna be recording that, uh, Andy. So I'll be sending you that clip soon. Cool. Um if you type in Nerd Review Network on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and uh Stitcher and Red Circle, you can catch all our podcasts in there. And, you know, give us a review. Tell them tell we suck or tell them we're good or something. I don't really care. Uh, I just want some action. So, until next time, everybody, I have Andy Pliskin and I have uh, Macho Man with us. Yeah. See, see you guys later. See you next episode. I don't give a damn about your president. Wow. Wow, man. Freak out. Yeah. Bye, guys.